Hello, listeners, and welcome to a spooky episode once again, for the first time. I'm gonna get you. Watch out. I'm talking about their skeletons, Mallory. There are no paintings. It's all windows. I'm gonna use a framing hammer. The claw side, of course. Oh, God. Mallory would be up there like, kill the children, Caleb, save me. <laughs> Just be careful out there. Keep cutting. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another spooktacular episode of Books with Bastards. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Books with Bastards. I just stole Caleb's idea for an intro, and I'm sure he's going to kill me in my sleep later, which is very on brand for tonight's episode. I wish you uh, would. It's fine. I have a stress ball. I'm working it out. <laughs> just watching the blood come out of his blue stress ball. Yep. Oh. Oh, well, uh, as always, we have our first and foremost bastard, Mallory, who is fully checked out. Okay. She's a ghost. Did you just, what was going All on? All along, you, Mallory's been dead. Did you hear what Zach said? I kind of tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the beginning. So, we got uh, oh your gosh. technical bastard, Zach. We have our ever-present corpse in the corner of the room, Caleb. That's me. And uh, we have our mysterious moldy growth in the corner over there, Asa. Moldy growth. Slowly rolling out <laughs> to consume <laughs> us all. And drag us into hell. I'm gonna get you. Watch out. Somebody's <laughs> crawling out of the corner or something, right? Is that what you said? That is pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. I did. But you'd say he was gonna drag us all to hell. <laughs> I'm already there. Yeah, uh, so tonight we were thinking about uh, telling you some uh, scary stories, quite literally, from scary stories. Is it To Tell in the Dark? Is that the yep. actual title? It is. Yes. With the old creepy icons from back when we were like eight years old. And I'm excited that we can still find those today. They were eight years old. They yeah, are. Um, six. I was. Negative four? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, no. no, you're quite a bit young. Quite a bit. Never mind. Negative uh, 12? That's not right. No, you're not. You're negative four. You're right. Yeah. Do we need what to get that calculator? Know, we're, we're learning that while well, Caleb can't read, I can't do math. How long ago Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark came out? 1981. Oh, wow, these were old when we were young. How come I never heard these? I never saw these books. Because you grew up in bumfuck nowhere, Asa. You grew up in the woods we raised by books. wolves, Asa. We, well, we didn't read books, my brothers. <laughs> I really. Yeah. We had pictures of books. Not picture books. What was... Oh, we had almost the entire Hardy Boys collection. And I believe if we recall, you didn't read a single one. Yeah, this came up once before, I'm realizing. Yeah. No, no, it's good. I like bringing it around. There's nothing wrong with reminding everyone. I read, uh, like, the first page of one once. Yeah, so we, uh, we thought about reading some of these to you all before we looked at copyright law and realized that maybe just reading you whole sections of book was... Maybe not our safest venture that we could take. That's fine. It spared me the reading. Nothing's more scary than copyright lies. Oh, I, hey. ooh, ooh, ooh. 
In the acknowledgement section, it says, um, well, he's like thanking the people that helped him prepare this book. But it says, um, these people that sat in the loft of a barn with him in Maine and told him scary stories. That's fine. He is from probably bumfuck nowhere else. I mean, that makes sense with these stories. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely all got a bit of a New England vibe to him. I really liked the story. And I would like to say, read. Could I could I plug that to the audience here that may listen? Oh yeah, I mean we're still gonna let you tell us What's, about the story. Oh, okay. we're gonna do this classic. Well, I was gonna say which book and what page, so you should. Read oh my it. god, did you lose it? Very short. <laughs> it what? was page seven on one of the books. Yeah, well, I uh, think it was the third one. It's not this one. No, it's. I think it was three. Who's got number three? I don't have book we three. Have, Mine's in two. We have. I don't have any of the books. It doesn't matter. I know the story. Did we lose a book? It's Maybe. Did you guys table. not bring all the books in? I didn't bring I a book in. I thought my there book. was only two sitting there. I thought you had brought one in already. No. Oh Good my job, God. team. Asa, I hope you've really committed this to memory. Yeah, I have. All right, Asa's well. mind is like a steel trap. <laughs> Asa's never forgotten a single thing unless he was drunk, not paying attention, or just kind of didn't care. But what's the name of it? The appointment. Oh, okay, he did remember that. Okay, perfect. Yeah, he, okay. he did actually seem to have his stuff together for this one. I'm excited. All right. Yeah, can I go it. first? Take it away. All right. I don't see why not. So my story, uh, so I'm telling a story about the story? Just telling the story. My story is story story about a, story, a yes. young lad working in the on the farm with his grandfather. He says, oh, hey, Pops, could I borrow the truck to take it into town? says, yeah, sure, you can take it into town. So he drives into town. He's in town. All of a sudden, he sees death. He goes, oh, my gosh. Runs away. Oh, and he was beckoning to him. Death was. So what? he turns around. <laughs> so he turns around and books it back to the farm. So we're talking death, like in the black cloak and the... Yes. Yeah, yeah the death, the scythe. The scythe. Death was all... Sickles oh. are the little ones. Oh, come here. Maybe he's a little guy. So he goes come back me. to the farm... It says, hey, Grandpa, I just saw death in town, and he was beckoning to me. I need to take the truck. Like, will you please give me the truck to go to the city and escape from him? Grandfather says, yeah, you can take the truck. So he goes, drives to the city. The grandfather gets in his truck, other vehicle, whatever it is. Maybe it's a tractor. I don't know. Just but a he, sweet tricycle. But he cruises into town. He says, I'm going to go find death and say, hey, man, why were you beckoning to my grandson? So he goes in there and he sees him and he goes, why were you beckoning to my grandson? He goes, oh, I was just as surprised to see him as I was, or just as he was in town. I've got an appointment with him in the city this afternoon. <laughs> nice. That is pretty good. Well, I'm kind of wondering, like, if Death was, like, coming to find him, how did the grandfather find him? Wouldn't he usually be following his... <laughs> I think Maybe he, he was just having a coffee him. break. Like, Death is out He's there. He's just chilling. He had, a, he had some time to burn before he the afternoon a appointment. <laughs> Only one person dies a day, Mallory. He's got plenty of time to make it. Oh, man, that was supposed <laughs> to be spooky, I guess, but that made me laugh when I, I mean. <laughs> Where, to be fair, it, the, they're, the book, when I was looking through them, the chip, they're broken up into chapters of, like, some that are funny. There's a bunch that are, like, supposed to have jump scares in them where, and I was like, oh, Mallory will stab me in the mouth if I uh, actually try to do a jump scare in this podcast. So, <laughs> I passed all those pretty hard. Yeah, that's oh, you should have scared us. 
I don't know. I, I'm more afraid of you than I think you will be of these stories. They, um... I get that this is a book for children now. I was kind of wondering about it when I picked these up. But, uh, yeah, they're not uh, not the spookiest things in the world. But I did enjoy that. That was a good story, Asa. Yeah, thank you. I enjoyed it also. Go ahead and read this. Read these stories. All right, Listeners. well... Go ahead and not read these stories. Caleb, you want to go next, or Mallory? I can't wait or, to hear your story. Or mine. I can go next. I don't care. Caleb, how do you feel about your story? What? Uh, I'm fine with my story. I was going to say, mine's not spooky, so if anyone's got a particularly spooky one. Mine's not particularly spooky. I don't think mine is. Mine is, like, real life. Be scared about this bullshit. Oh, I, no. You know, that's probably going to be the spookiest one we get. I doubt it. Probably not the way I tell it. With a lifeless, lackluster voice, you know? You really you're, are not cool with your own voice, huh? You are really... You picked an interesting pastime. You're really killing <laughs> it with that voice tonight. I can't tell what that means. Well, I were you trying to be either. more, like, mon- you, it sounded like you were trying harder to not have any enthusiasm or, like, anything in your voice now, just now. I'm going to edit this. That was my regular voice. <laughs> <laughs> Mallory puts on All a right. front when she sounds excited. She was trying. Let me, uh, whatever. There you go. All right, so my story I found <laughs> towards the uh, the back of one of these bad boys. Uh, it is called it's the Bad News. The Bad News Bears? Uh-oh. It kind yeah. of, it's oh, in that vibe. pregnant. <laughs> That'd be wild. <laughs> Who's the... <laughs> what? Who's the father? Who's... I don't know. I don't... <laughs> You know, I don't have a joke that's going to go over in this, so I'm going to let it die there. <laughs> no, uh, the bad news is about these two guys who, you know, they love baseball. As kids, they played baseball together. As old men, are, uh, as they got older, they'd watch base sports and talk about it. And, you know, they're really just kind of jamming on it. And uh, they're like, hey, you know, when, uh, when you die, do you think we get to play baseball in heaven? And they make a promise to each other that if one of them dies, they'll find some way to tell the other one if there's baseball in heaven. There's no baseball in heaven. It's all bowling. Well, uh, I think that the guys <laughs> in this story would disagree because eventually, you know, one of them dies. Okay. And comes at, uh, he the next day, he's hanging out on the baseball field and his friend, as the corpse shows up, and he's like, oh, hey, man. Hey, I've got good news and bad news. And he's like, oh, okay, what, well, what's up? What's the news? And he's like, well, the good news is he's like, we play baseball in heaven. He's like, I'm a second, you know, I'm a second baseman, just like I was when we were kids. He's like, it's really cool. And he's like, all right, what's the bad news? And he's like, you're scheduled to pitch tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, it's like, oh, bummer. But on the other hand, it's like, fucking awesome. <laughs> Heaven's real. I'm going there. And there's baseball. And I'm all up. And I don't have to <laughs> suffer through life any longer than tomorrow. I'm already off the bench. I'm Hell first yeah. string, you know? You are going to die being consumed by spiders. Was that a part of the story? No, I'm just trying to find a way to make Listen, it terrible if there's again. a way to go, that's a way that someone will remember. God, I... Uh, All right. I mean, I'll go next because I feel like Caleb is a better storyteller than I am. All right. Here I am going so last. He's going to really... Uh, it's funny that you say that as me and you are the ones that tell the stories every week. Well, I'm just, you know... I tell a story I'm or just two more. Well, I mean, I say organized, but... People listening probably would disagree. But in my life, I'm I mean, compared to the rest of us, you are wildly And I do pay attention to detail. All right, so my story's coming from the original Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I don't remember if we said this, but collected by Alvin Schwartz, drawings by 
either Stephen or Stephen Gamble. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, that those are those drawings, man. If you remember this book, you know what we're talking about. So, and if you don't remember these book, look it up. They're fucking great. Very good. And there is a movie which was also pretty entertaining. I thought. Yeah, it wasn't bad. You when didn't did that see come it. out? Way scarier than I. I didn't think it was that scary when I watched it, but now that I've reread these books, way scarier than these books. Yeah, it's a few years ago. We watched them last year. Yeah, right? we watched it last year. You I were think. there. Oh yeah, I've been meaning to. Yeah, that was really it. good. I remember. No, that you brought it. Watched up. a synopsis. Yeah, anyways, okay. This okay, so my story is called High Beams. And as I said, this is not, well, this is scary. Oh, I, I love feel like this one. more scary because you should be worried about this. All right. I think about this sometimes All when I get in my time. car. Okay. I'm here for it. So this girl, she's a high school student. She gets in her car. She's leaving school. She's got, uh, I think it says like an eight-mile drive back to her farm that she lives on. So she's pulling out of the parking lot, cruising down the street, and she notices that a car had turned out the same direction as her and was right behind her. And she was like, okay, we must be going the same way, whatever. They're driving along. He's still following her. All of a sudden, his high beams turn on, and he leaves them on for, like, a minute. She's like, what the hell is going on? But she's starting to get a little bit more, like, uneasy about the whole situation. So still driving down the road. He's still following her, which is a little bit unusual because there's not much out there. Turns on the lights again, high beaming her, and she's like, what the hell is going on? So she's really freaked out. So she finally gets to her driveway, pulls in, gets out of her car screaming at her parents to call the police. This guy's following her. Her parents call the police. They show up, and they're getting ready to arrest him because the guy that gets out of the truck has a gun or a knife, I can't, some sort of a weapon. Yep. Anyways, he's like, you don't want to arrest me. You want to arrest him and points to the guy that's in her fucking back seat. And every time he would come up to stab her. Okay, cool. Take my fucking story. I thought, you know, fine. I will. All right. No, Zach, <laughs> so, shut it down. I'm now sorry. I'm too excited. So now this guy. I love this story. Apparently <laughs> watched this other dude crawl into the backseat of her car as she was leaving the school, but he didn't have a chance to actually stop it from happening. And then he, you know, weighed his options and he was like, I could go call the police, but I don't want to leave her. And she's on her own. So he started following her. And every time he saw the guy, like, get up from the backseat to overpower her, he would high beam her. And the guy would duck back down because he didn't want to be seen. Yeah. Wow. uh, I I never knew that was a scary story to tell in the dark, but I have heard that story. It's a classic. Yeah, they do have some classics in the back. Like, you've got the the hook hand. I think about that one anytime I drive home, like, at night and I'm in a spooky mood. I'm like... All right, we're good. Better back, check the back, back seat. Back when I had my old car, and the seats were, like, so close together and clustered in the back because there was no back door, it was like, if, if like I would never, and the windows were so tinted, I'd never see anyone in the back seat getting in. I'd always look in the back when it was dark out. In my car, I don't worry about that, that too much now, though, because it's bigger. I'm doing a full 360 with a freaking mag light around <laughs> my car. You should have looked in the trunk of the old Scion, man. Listen, you could I... easily just pop up out of that in the car, right? Yeah, I mean, you could have. Yeah. Just punch out the back. Is that like a He's hatchback? usually full of shit. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I mean, no, it wasn't a trunk. hatchback, but the trunk was like half the car. Yeah, a big trunk. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. I, I guess right. I don't really remember that car. My trunk was usually full of garbage, though, so I didn't think people could get there. Not like garbage, but random nonsense. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. All right, Caleb. Emergency kit. Let's hear your... Let's Again, let's hear... I love that we're telling, like, summaries of these stories, and they're, like, longer than the actual stories. Put some in a weird twist of fiction. Yeah, but don't act... Again, 
can't read it straight. It's got to be a summary of a story that is longer than the story. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so glad you're going. So my story is in book two. More scary stories to tell in the dark. On page 17 called The Little Black Dog. This story follows Billy Mansfields. This Mm. takes place, I believe, I'm guessing back in the old western. As they reference horseback riding, you know, revolvers, and they're not being much police force, as a man openly gets away with murder. I mean, that could be today. That happens sometimes, yeah. All right, well, it did <laughs> oh, yeah. say back in the day. Old Western, okay. Old Western, imagine I'm Old Western. I'm putting myself there. There's a tumbleweed blowing by. I'm there already. <laughs> I'm like, I can hear the music in my head, but I know if I try to make it out loud, it's not going to The Spanish guitar playing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. The lone hawk cry. Yep. You're the old... Yeah, never mind. I'm not going to do it out loud either. Good. I got a tune in my head. I like that the audience just gets to imagine themselves as we talk about it. You know, like the little music thing that plays when two people are about to do a shootout? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. I, my loon call almost sounds like what I'm thinking. Hit us. Like, Give us a hot one. No, I, uh, no. I don't Anyways, know I guess can. we could let Caleb go on. All right. Sorry, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, this story... <laughs> it wouldn't be books with <laughs> bastards if we didn't trample all over each other. Yeah, yeah. So this story follows Billy Mansfield, the local coot. He claims he sees a little black dog following him wherever he goes. Coot? The yeah, local old coot. coot. What's a coot? A crazy person, a weirdo, the old guy on the edge of town. It's an old western turn for a crazy person. I the thought old that coot. was like You've never heard the term, coot, yeah, the old coot? A... You've never heard coot before? The town coot? I it was coot. Yeah, it's usually a, uh, that is, that's a separate term. Okay. But uh, old then coot. I've heard coot, but not coot. Old coot's usually a weird old man. Is coot yeah. C-O-O-T? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, back to trampling over Sorry. your story. Yeah, back to it. <laughs> Mallory said I'm the better storyteller, but I've not gotten through mine at all. I will. We can't let you have a, stri- we can't have you show us up. <laughs> I'm zipping it. Yes, he claimed a little black dog followed him wherever he go. He would go, but no one ever saw it. They'd see him scream, yell, throw things at a dog that was never there. Apparently, back in his youth, uh, his family and the family of Silas Burton had a large feud going. So much so that Billy and Silas got in a shootout. Uh, Billy, of course, shot Silas in the back while he was attempting to ride away. Silas fell off his horse, and Billy walked over and, in pure anger, finished him off. Bill, uh, Silas's dog approached, barked at him, you know, freaking out because his master was dead. And Billy shot the dog, killed it, and immediately. Man, this is a hard bummer. Yeah. Yeah, That's... it totally is. That's why I chose it. I couldn't find scary, but I could it's, find total bummer. It's fine. Keep going. You could find trauma. Written in the pages. Is that the end of the story? No, it, no, oh. no, it's more. Okay, good. Caleb picked a long one. Mine was like two paragraphs. Mine's two pages. I'm getting through it. I'd be done by now. I bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyways, Billy began seeing this dog everywhere he went. He'd hear it at night, scratching at his door, barking at him, wanting to be let in the house. But every time he opened the door, it wasn't there. He'd come home to find black hair all over his place, on the couch, on the floor, in his food even as he was eating it. Hmm. Then one day, uh, story has it, uh, his neighbors 
when he was older, didn't see any smoke coming out of his smokestack in the winter. They went to investigate. They couldn't find him anywhere inside, but when they went behind in the snow, he was laying dead, covered in, you know, black fur. Good. Yeah. Is what I have to say to that. I was, hoping for, I was hoping for a bigger ending, but... Yeah, these are usually, like, they're real quippy, and if they're not quick to it, these these are... These aren't, like, modern tales with, like, a lot of intrigue and plot and clever twists. It's usually just like, yeah, there was a ghost that followed him, and what happened? It killed him. My thoughts are, <laughs> first of all, when I think of Little Black Dog, I think of my little beans, R.I.P., but I do also have Pepper, who's a little black dog. Yeah. But if Beans Those, is they're, hairless... They're labs. They're medium dogs. I think about Carlos. If, yeah, yeah, if Beans say, I was about following Skipper. me around, I'd be like, cool. I wouldn't like yell at him or kick him or anything. I'd be like, come on. It wasn't his dog. dog. It wasn't I mean, his but dog. if it was like Do a dog... Do you think that was his guilty conscience? It was angry at him. So, uh, I might have up until the black fur that murdered his corpse was still there. I think it was a zombie dog or a ghost dog. It has This drawing is really cool, but the dog definitely has human hands and like five legs. Oh, God, it, Cyrus came back with it. It seems like they've fused an angry spirit. I do love this line, though, of Billy would shout, maybe you don't see it, but I do, and I'm not any crazier than you are. I like that he doesn't say he's sane. He's just only as crazy as everyone else. As the next I mean, person. <laughs> a lot of people back then were fucking nuts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I loved these stories. Like, there's so many others that, like, I went through, and I was like, there is know, a lot. Like, uh, one of my, like, for some reason, like, I remember it being more involved than it is now that I've reread it, but there's one called the, uh, it's like the special sausage or something. Uh, but it's about Yum. a butcher who gets in a fight with his wife and he ends up killing her and he buries the bones in the back and then he mixes his meat in with the pork to make sausage. And he, they, for some reason, give the recipe like a, like I would want that. Um, I guess. Uh, yeah. Depends on how but apparently it's very flushes. popular, and so <laughs> he keeps selling it. Like, he's serving his wife slash mixed up pig meat to the town. And he's like, well, you know, can't let this uh, gold mine go to waste. So he started, he kidnaps an old lady who goes in there. And, uh, Why the old? Do you think the younger the better? You want he, No, he does right? not discriminate. He takes I guess sausage is like women, the... Uh, cats, dogs, the local children... And for some reason, and I don't know why, I yes, I know, tender is the flesh, but for some reason, it's like he tries to capture, like, a little fat kid, and I'm, like, picturing, like, Cartman, because uh, he, the little fat kid, like, fucking greases up and wiggles his way out of this dude's arms. Like, grown men have not been able to escape this butcher, but this fat kid's like, arr, arr, and fucking dives out the door. And so the butcher goes chasing after him with a knife, and then everyone in town sees him chasing this kid with a butcher's knife, and they're like, oh, that's where, where everybody's been going. Where missing people are. And then it's like, and then he was never seen again. And I was like, they turned him into beat, didn't they? They ate him because they were addicted. So we gotta have It's like that meat. um episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when uh Charlie and Dee think that they've eaten human meat because uh Frank tells them that the meat they that they stole out of his freeze or uh, fridge was human meat. And they have like this insatiable hunger, but then it turns out it was actually just raccoon meat and they have like tapeworms. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched oh that episode. God, that's great. Yeah, that's pretty good. Also, I'm sure 
Man, I really got into storytelling mode. I was about to just fully read through this. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw you like looking down, it, and I was like, you can't have that. I, yeah, I really had to yada yada there in the middle because I was about well, ready to just keep reading it. You tell me about movies that you watch all the time, like right off the top of your head. That's all you had to do. I know, but I really wanted to get into spooky, scary yeah, storytelling. Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I really wanted to read these stories direct too for this episode, but it just it might be real. Let's enter magic. Caleb's dour drink corner. Mallory, what are you drinking? Just rosé tonight. Yeah, I'm we could really have themed slacking. it up, but we uh we didn't. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Zach, what are you What's drinking that? tonight? Like, I got a briny melon gose. Well, an empty can of one. I'm out. Uh, but uh, God, that was good. I want more. I'm tempted to pause the episode to go get more, but we got to finish drink corner. Asa, what are you drinking tonight? I'm starting off with a little Pinot Gris. And then when this is gone here in a little bit, I'm going to crack open a um, uh, red, red, white, and hazy beer, which I've had before on the show, and it's pretty good, brewed by No Lie. Oh, yeah, Brewery probably should. Spokane. Probably should have said mine was brewed by Anderson Valley, Briny Mellon Gose. If you ever find yourself in Spokane, Washington, uh, swing into No Lie. They, they do a good Good job brewing beer. I'm drinking the blended brains of three raccoons out of a pitcher. Can you get a tapeworm? Any good? It's all right. You know? <laughs> One of them definitely had rabies. Not a candy bar, though, huh? Nope. Where'd you get their raccoons? Someday. Uh, McDonald's. <laughs> they got like th- they got at least five in every dumpster. Nice. Yep. Oh, man. God, anyone have any uh, other stories that they were glanced by that they wanted to talk about? I feel like I'm forgetting one. That did you want to go get another drink? Oh, I, I do. Just, I just you're went right. Straight. I do. You've got me. You got me there. So I have a story that I feel like some of you might know. I mean, Asa. I doubt Asa knows it. So at least it'll be new for him. <laughs> Hit me. I've heard it been told a thousand times. So I'm pretty sure it's not copyright. And I'm not gonna read it. I didn't take the time to find it. But I do have most of it memorized. It's called the Russian Sleep Experiment. Oh, oh, we're doing creepypasta. Oh, sh- shit. Does anyone in the room, I guess other than Zach, know what the Russian sleep experiment is? Nope. I don't think so. Not off the top of my head. So, it goes that uh, in Russia, there were five prisoners of war. Uh, the Russians offered them a way to essentially be given their freedom if they conducted uh, a science experiment. Uh, they would be locked in a sealed chamber, uh, and which would be pumped with gas that would essentially keep them awake. And they were told if they made it 30 days, not falling asleep, they would have their freedom. This chamber was rather large. There were no bathrooms, but there were buckets, and there was a large drain in the center of the room to empty the buckets in. And there was five of them, you said? There were five people in this in room. The same, okay. All in the same room, yes. Okay. Thank okay. you for bringing that up. They were all in the same room. Okay, thanks. Uh, there, were no, or there were no cameras in the room, but there were large portholes on the side for which the scientists could look in. There were mo- microphones and speakers set up in the things so the prisoners could talk to the scientists, and the scientists could talk to the prisoners, though the scientists vowed to never use the microphones unless deemed absolutely necessary to not mess with the experiment. They needed no outside stimulation to stay awake, simply the gas. It started off fine. The uh, 
test subjects were full of vim and vigor, running around their cage, doing whatever they deemed necessary, <laughs> having fun. Their cage. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Around, I believe, day nine, things took a sour turn. The two of the patients... Wait, 39? Day nine. No, oh, they're only They're only going to 30. Oh, okay. Sorry. Only to 30, oh, I, but I just it's... heard that. I was like, dang, that's a long time before things went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that, that went really well. That was really just they're jamming. Knocking it out of the park. But uh, by day nine, things took a sour turn. Two of the patients had begun uh, basically taking anything they could, covering it in their own feces, and displaying it over the portholes until eventually the scientists could no longer see it. There was no view in what was happening inside. Mm -hmm. They then began hearing whispers into the microphones. All of the subjects were attempting to give blackmail to their fellow cellmates, attempting to earn their freedom early, as they were tired of, you know, this horrible life. But the scientists did not let them out, and they gave no response, as they said they wouldn't. Then, I believe around day t 11 or 12, the screaming began. They simply began heard screaming, echoing throughout. They believed it was only one person screaming endlessly in pain. They also had monitors sensing the heartbeats on the uh, patients in the room. Uh, and they could tell that everyone's heart rate was uh, going rapidly as if they were on some sort of accelerating drug. Okay. Until eventually, the screaming stopped and one of those heartbeats faded. Hmm. They knew that they did. And they, were gun they, they did what they said they were never going to do around day 14 and they activated the microphones. And they simply asked if anyone was still alive in the room because it had gone dead silent once the screaming stopped. They heard nothing, but they still saw heartbeats. Despite this, they got no response. No one said anything. The windows were still covered. They begged for the, you know, stuff to be removed so they could see inside, but nothing happened. They said that on day 15 in the morning, they would open the door early to see what was happening. Still no response. The morning came, and they called over the microphones, telling everyone to step back from the door before it was opened. Again, no response, so they opened the door slowly. Blood pooled out the door into the lab. They looked, and there was... The drain in the center of the room had been clogged, and the entire room was filled with blood and organs and random meat pooling. There was a dead body lying in the corner. His entire rib cage ripped open, his guts splayed out, his heart completely visible. It looks, uh, on his autopsy, it looks as though he'd been eating himself until he died. The rest of the patients were alive, though they were in a similar state. They had been taking pieces off of themselves, eating and maybe eating each other, causing self-harm and going mad. Hmm. They screamed as the, the fresh air hit them, hoping for the gas to be turned back on, the door to be closed. As the men approached them, willing to take them out of the room, they began fighting violently, way harder than someone in their state should. I believe, like, ten of the armed soldiers died, simply attempting to apprehend these soldiers, or these uh, subjects. <laughs> One of the subjects died. Uh, his he also was missing most of his lower half. When he tried to fight, most of his organs spilled out, and his heart simply stopped beating. The others were apprehended, though, and they needed serious medical attention to survive, which the... Russians were willing to do so they could, you know, get feedback on what happened and why they do this to themselves. Mm. The first man in surgery died on the table. 
simply refused anesthetic and went into shock midway through. The other uh, refused anesthetic but couldn't speak. He'd ripped out most of his vocal cords. But he kept shaking his head violently when they tried to give him anesthetic. And when the doctor asked if he'd just like it without it, he nodded slowly. So the scientist began cutting into him. And the man began smiling, staring at them all as the pain set in of getting cut open and re-put together. He began trying to rasp once the surgery was done and he was safe. He began rasping, trying to say something. The doctor thought it was important enough to get him a pen and notepad, and the man simply wrote, keep cutting. The other... Baller. <laughs> the other could speak, but simply wouldn't for most of it. They began attempting to give him surgery. He refused. He fought it, simply wanting to go back in the room, have the gas turned back on, and he kept fighting until they told him if he complied, they'd put him back in the room and give him the gas once more. So he began talking, <laughs> telling them everything. Once he, you know, once they were done with him, they put him in the room and were going to close it once again. But the scientists were upset. They were worried. So they decided to close the door early. I don't exactly remember why. Again, I didn't find this. It's a long story. But they were going to close the door early with, like, a bunch of soldiers in there. They basically were willing to sacrifice their own men to be done with this. One of the soldiers, hearing this command, pulled his gun, shot his commanding officer, and held it at the lone survivor in the, uh, uh, of the test subjects and asked, what are you? Why are you doing this? And the subject looked at him and said, we are what you hide from. We are what you escape when you go to sleep. We are the animalistic nature inside of you. And we long to be free, and we are so close. And the man shot him in the skull, and that's where the story ends. Wait, shot the... The researcher paused, then aimed the, the subject's heart and fire. The EEG flatlined as the subject weakly choked out. So nearly free. Thank you, Zach. Huh. A couple of comments here. Yeah. Yeah, okay. hit us. So, <laughs> they, no sleep was the whole point of this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, obviously not a good idea. But, Clearly, but I mean, this is some Mangala experimentation we're throwing out here. I'm just, like, the refusing Mer anesthetic, refusing the surgery. I'm not trying to put a target on my back, but I feel like the Russians are not a people that waste a lot of time asking for consent. Just fucking anesthetize them. Well, actually, Just fucking do the I, surgery. I mean, I this I is not a real story. No, I did leave out a detail. Uh, the, the, uh, the second guy who died in surgery... He died because when they gave him the anesthetic, as soon as he fell asleep, he, he flatlined. I mean, that makes sense. So they didn't give the others because they feared they that they would out. also die as soon as they passed out. Mm -hmm. I, I guess I did leave that detail out, but here it is now. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to introduce a few more medications into the old scenario to, you know. It was clearly some magical bullshit. I don't know. Sorry. But, yeah. I don't really. That's one of my favorite spooky stories. That was a pretty nice story. Thank you. Yeah. I tried recounting as best as I could. Well was done, good. Caleb. Well done. Some of your finest work there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and the Academy Award goes to Caleb. <laughs> You're too kind. You're too kind. I feel like we need to put a dimmer on this light switch in here. Right. Really good. We've talked about it, yeah. It's I wish I like could find. There, there was an old creepy pasta style thing that I remember. Way, way shorter than Caleb's. 
Oh, yeah, mine was a long one, but it's good. I recommend oh, yeah, any no, of you okay. actually find it and read it or listen to it. Uh, someone could do a way better job than yeah, I if you're, if you're interested in it, I mean, you, it, you can literally just type in the Russian sleep experiment, which is what I did, and it, the whole thing's right there. It's incredibly famous. Yeah, it is. the. the it's like the most popular uh, creepypasta after, like, Slender Man. Mm-hmm. I believe this is the first time I heard it. I'm not. I can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I remember... Oh, God, I wish I could find it. Oh, man. What's it about? Maybe I could... Maybe I know about uh, it. It's called Just Be Careful Out There. Uh, Just be careful out right. there. Gonna ask you guys some creepy Jesus. questions. Perfect. Let's shoot. Number one. Nope. If you were given the death penalty, what would your last meal be? Ooh... Oh, man. I mean, it's too easy to say a living candy bar, and so unrealistic. They won't give it to me. Just do something you could actually have. Yeah, I said I wouldn't go for that. Whip me up some scrambled eggs topped with cheddar cheese and some ketchup. You're fucking kidding me. That would be your very last meal. You know I love that meal. But you have it every weekend. There's a reason. Yeah, because I like it. Because I like it so much. I'd want. I mean, you know, I gotta get my, you know, family chicken enchiladas, which for the listeners uh, out there are aware, those are not, not chicken enchiladas. enchiladas. They are uh, just in case you want a recipe. It's. Uh, well, this is taking a strange turn. Yeah, you know, it's you boil the chicken and then you know. pull it out, shred it by hand, uh, and then you throw it in some tortillas with. Uh, Cream of chicken, and then you roll them up, put your cheese in there, roll them up, put cheese on top, more cream of cheese. It's, it's fucking great. It's literally just chicken, cream of chicken, cheese, and tortillas. It and is it is the whitest meal you can God, have. I love it. I love it so much. So you bake them in the oven, correct? Well, yeah. Yes. On the what temperature and for how long? I believe it's 350 for uh, 15 to 20 minutes. It's the, been a while since I've cooked them. The middle rack, probably. It might be 10 to 15 minutes. It's been a bit. Just pull them out when, uh, you know, they start to get a little crispy. Just check nice. on them once in a while. They're not going to go bad for you opening them and checking on them a bit. Mallory, what's your answer? <laughs> it's a real hard one. So I really love lasagna. Mallory's all, I'll take a, a garden salad, please. <laughs> With vinaigrette. <laughs> I do like dressing. garden salads. But um, I do love lasagna. <laughs> I do love... Um, like chicken, oh god, I can't remember the name of the meal. It's like a Mexican dish, though. And I really like, like chicken fried rice. I don't know. It's a tough call. Pick I one. Which Pick one, one do you want to shit out? You have while to you choose die? one. Do it. <laughs> well, you get the chair. Well, it, depends on how I, it doesn't necessarily have to be the chair if it's you know. No. Most likely lethal injection. Excuse me, Excuse me, ma'am. We said one last meal. Please make a selection. <laughs> no, I, I think if for your last meal, they'll bring you anything you want, right? <laughs> I uh, I did find my little story. Oh, Wait, sorry, I, I, I can give my answer. So you get a All little right, bit of fine. everything. I see. I'd specifically request the chair for my execution, mind you. And my last meal would be the heart of the guy who got the chair before me. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna, not gonna happen, Caleb. I, actually, I want to change my answer just because I like. Pick I would, an actual fucking. If meal. I can request the chair, just like a bunch of popcorn kernels. 
Oh my just god. Just so I can Caleb, are we go. Okay, I'm just trying to give creepy answers for these creepy questions. I thought for sure you'd go with a Jimmy Dean sandwich. <laughs> breakfast sandwich. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just give me my normal breakfast, two waffles and a Jimmy Dean it's sandwich. It's not gonna be ramen. I'll take I'll take a couple eggs. I have a, I have a follow-up question. So what would your death penalty method choice be? Out of the standards. So we've got Obviously, old Sparky. We've got lethal injection, I, hanging, firing squad, or gas. Having been, I was gonna say firing squad. Yeah, having, I think I'm going firing squad too. You know, your firing squad seems like it's probably the best. Having been oh. electrocuted before, it's not the worst thing in the world. No, I got. I don't know if you've gotten hit with that bolt. Well, I know you haven't gotten. Hit the with one that time bolt. I've <laughs> been electrocuted, like it fully shut down my ability to process what was happening. I've actually heard firing squad is like the one of the worst ways to go. Because, one, you're, like, literally, like, you're just hoping a bunch of guys hit you perfect. I've heard... Only I've, one guy has a bullet, though. No. Only one guy does not have a bullet. With, I, a common misconception. Interesting. Everybody has a live round except for one. Why? So you don't know if because, you're that one Because guy. it ensures that they're going to kill the guy, pretty much, right? Because I can't remember. What's the number of people? It's, like, 14 or 15 people. But is it so none of them? So everybody thinks maybe I had the blank There's round. a chance. Oh, There's so everyone can kind of maybe give themselves the benefit of the doubt. Um, I feel like the people doing it don't want the benefit of the doubt. I actually looked into this, and I don't remember why. But um, places that have recently used firing squad, like a guy requested it in Utah, like, I don't know, in recent decades. Yeah, um, but they select the firing squad. Uh, they'll take volunteers from, like, the surrounding area police squads because they they take volunteers from the area in which the crime happened. So you have to assume if these people are volunteering or have put themselves on a list, they're probably not real worried about sleeping in. Just night. give them all of life. I, you know, I don't want these people to be allowed on my firing squad. I don't want you to be excited that you're here to kill me. Anyways, I, I don't want anyone coming. I, I want people to be excited because I, I want it to work. Can I, I don't choose. want any one of them to go home and jerk off to this. Not no, that's exactly what I want. It's a little bit. And of also, they do put a target on you. Can Can I choose to be tied to a back of a horse and just be run through town? No, no. I like, give you five choices. And I and I'm just I gave you and my why answer already. Would you choose that? That is like so terrible. I should. I'm just. I'm, I don't know. It's okay. It's in the newspaper. I'd like to just... know my name. Caleb, choose, a, choose one of the five. I already did. Firing squad. Oh, okay. I'm just right. giving other right. answers. I'm going to read my... Sit me down and old Sparky. Really? Yep. Sure. Kind of like, I mean, like, it can go wrong, but when it works right, you're not going to feel much. I just always think of the Green Mile. Yeah, we're not... I don't know his name, but we're not that guy. I just remember the name of the mouse was Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Zach, you have a story. All right. It's called Just Be Careful Out There. It's not like a story in the usual way. It's just sort of a creepy pasta kind of set the vibe. But many classic horror icons such as Geiger's Xenomorphs, Silent Hill's Pyramid Heads, and other disturbing creatures share common characteristics. Pale skin, dark, sunken eyes, elongated faces, and sharp teeth and the like. These images inspire horror and revulsion in many and with good reason. These characteristics shared by these faces are imprinted in the human mind. Many things frighten humans instinctively. The fear is natural and does not need to be reinforced in order to terrify. The fears are species-wide stemming from dark times in the past 
when lightning could mean the burning of your tree home and thunder could be the approaching gallops of a stampede. Predators could hide in the darkness and heights could make for poor footing lethal. The question you have to ask yourself is this. What happened deep in the hidden eras before history began that could affect the entire human race so evenly as to give the entire species a dark, instinctual fear of pale beings with dark, sunken eyes, razor-sharp teeth, and elongated faces? Just be careful out there. Mm. That is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Interesting. It's been a long time since I read Creepypasta. I'm really like having to dig into my memory for some of these. Next question, and I feel like maybe, I don't know how long ago these questions were developed. Yeah, this one wasn't spooky. Kind of a bummer, really. I feel like the dollar amount should be changed on this. What Would you consider tasting human flesh for $100? No. Yeah. <laughs> Holy. Oh, my God. I was going to say, like, maybe add some zeros and we're thinking. I'm, I'm going to buy it, and I just need to make it through the month. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, no, probably. Yeah. Am I the only yes in the room? So far, uh, yeah. For $100? Yeah. Okay. We're I mean, the only it just tastes like pork. So I've, heard, so, I've heard, so I've heard. So I've heard. Come on. All right, this one, to me this is an obvious one, but I'll ask anyways. Would you rather get bitten by a vampire or bitten by a zombie? Vampire. vampire. Okay, that was my logical... He's yeah. sexy. Might yeah. get He's immortality sexy. and keep my mind. Or I can get fucking mauled and then wander around as a half-dead corpse. Best case scenario, I am dead and it's an animate corpse. Worst case scenario, I'm alive inside of that mind as it goes around eating people. All right, well, now Zach's making me think zombie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, don't know. I think vampires, they kind of have like a sexy vibe. Yeah, like it, even like know? old school, like horrifying vampires are still better to be than a zombie. I'm hoping I'm Blade. Yeah, like a now. good old right? Nosferatu. You're hoping what? Nice. Did I, you remember that movie Blade? Well, like original vampires weren't no. like sleek. They were usually like uh, the original yeah. like vampire myth, like the earliest ones I could find were like. They'd be like giant, like bloated men in carriages because they were basically like blood sacks. But they'd go around in carriages at night in black suits and come out, and then they'd drain your blood and they'd like bloat like a mosquito. Mm. Interesting. Still better than a zombie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like as a zombie, you're just. Yeah, even if we're not rating which one you turn into, and it's purely how you're going out, like. You know, you're going to pass out with from blood loss pretty quick. Whereas a zombie is going to rip your ass to pieces. I feel like a vampire is very precise, you know, in where they bite you. They yeah. know where they're going. Yeah. Yeah, they're just going They're going for the main arteries. Yeah, a zombie will take whatever they can get. Like, they'll work their fing- your fingers up to your head. What a mm. bunch of dick bags. Right? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> okay. I don't know if this is incriminating ourselves or not, but if I you have... were to commit a murder, how would you go about it? Oh, my gosh. Mm. Okay, so I actually had to answer this once for work. No, I, think you, enough, I think you said how to hide a body at work. Yeah, oh, well, I guess they, I assumed... Oh, you're right. Uh, I guess this is sort of related. I, I guess if I had to murder somebody, I mean... Are we thinking, like, uh, Icicle? Isn't that the classic? Well, I mean, I'm not, gonna, I, my, I'm not planning to leave a body for there to be evidence, so any weapon will do. Probably a oh. knife so it's not loud. Or actually, you know, a, 
uh, blunt with baseball bat or something, something that hopefully the blood won't leave their body. Well, I feel like the best thing in that case is like strangulation or smothering, so there's no blood at all. Yeah, but I want it quick. I don't want to be able to fight back. No guarantee they won't overpower me in the end or get lucky. Like a crush injury? Yeah, so like a baseball bat right to the back of the head. There's going to be blood. Yeah, but like less than if I stabbed him in the face. I'm going to use a framing hammer. The claw side, of course. This is dark. Okay. <laughs> this is a dark question. I realize that the, now. Or maybe the waffle, <laughs> the waffle head of it. So just, you the just stick them in the, the waffle iron. The waffle, no, the ha- you know, the framing hammer. That I, I know what you head. mean. I'm sorry. You know what? Fuck you threw me off, Zach. As far as getting rid of it, ah, uh, never mind. Not going there. Oh yeah, yeah, no, my, my, I, I had to answer, <laughs> so I got asked this during an interview for work I remember once. you telling me that, which is weird. It was fun, it was, it actually was the first question that opened me up to the rest of the room. I was like, okay, I can, this is a question I can get behind. Wait, so the question was, how would you dispose uh, my, of a dead body? My, that my soon-to-be boss asked if I had to hide a dead body, how would you help me do it? Uh, and I was like, alright, well, you know, like, you get a regular handsaw, you know, like a, and yeah. then uh, you saw them into pieces, like in tiny little bite-sized pieces. And then you go out somewhere where you know, like, there's going to be a lot of wildlife and coyotes. And then you feed them there because hopefully between the coyotes and maggots and whatever, and the fact that they're cut into small enough pieces that it's not a recognizably a human remain, it'll get dispersed across the countryside large enough that hopefully no one really notices. I feel like the flaw in that... Is that sawing up a body into that many parts is very It's going to take a lot of time, yeah. Very time consuming. It's time consuming. Yeah, but, like, hopefully it's, you've committed a murder in the sense that you have that kind of time. Because if we're, like if we're, if we're blue sky and hiding thing. a body, I'm assuming I have all the time in the world. Okay. Or at it's least a true. substantial amount. Like, a good, I can get through it in a night. I'm going to be a little tired, but we'll get He's there. He's Zaxter. Anyways, uh, I was told by another coworker later, who's one of the comments in the background, who's like, Kind of afraid to not hire him at this point. Bro, I didn't say I'd kill you. <laughs> <laughs> didn't say I wouldn't. Nice. We did in the good old days. Um, but okay, so this one I've only seen movies. I've never read a full book. But which Stephen King novel unsettled you the most? Oh, unsettled me. I don't even know what Stephen so I've King and what's that. Fair number of Stephen King novels, and I've never found them to be particularly like creepy. Okay. They're very interesting. I like them as like sci-fi, but they're not so creepy to me. Like uh, Cellular was the one where I was like, it made me like. The, there's a moment in the book. He has a book called Cell, and it's essentially the signal goes through like every cell phone. Like anyone who like tries to use it, basically turns them into zombies. But it slowly, like, turns him into, like, this hive mind thing, and it's this whole yada yada. But the part of the book that sticks with me is at one point, because he's trying to figure out what's going on, and, you know, it's all just chaos, but you can't use your phone. Or, you know, you turn. So, uh, there's one point where he's, like, hiding in his old, like, childhood house, and he finds his radio inside it, and he just, he's like, it might not be, like, the phone. He's like, I might be safe to, like, turn it on and you know, find out maybe something's going on out there. And he just sits there and stares at it for, like, ten minutes and then gives up and walks away. Just, like, that fear of, like, God, this might just kill me to turn it on. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That part stuck with me. That is unsettling. I mean, I got a lot of Stephen King books I like, but that's the only part that, like, as we go through, I'm like, that stuck with me. Hmm. 
I got nothing. I don't know any Stephen oh, King books. You okay? So you have seen Stephen King shows, though. Hold on, because the one I was kind of thinking of. The only one I can think of is it. Silence of the Lamb. Sure. That is not. I got another. Oh. I can't remember if it's a creepy pasta or maybe it's in a scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, but uh. So this is going to be less of a straightforward reading and more of a Zach's ishy memory, but uh, so this hunter is out. He's in, like he's in a, he's out hunting. <laughs> it's winter, and nightfall comes and he's not making it back to his camp in time. And a snowstorm starts and he's like, I I got to find shelter somewhere, anywhere will do. And he's stumbling through the woods and he sees an old abandoned cabin. Uh, don't go in the cabin. Sleep under the. Well, he's you know if he. He's going to freeze to death if he stays outside. Like, it's a full blizzard. Yeah. So he wanders in, and he looks around at this cabin, and it's it's abandoned. Like, there's no wood for the fire. There's nothing ready. He just sees a bed in the corner, and there's paintings all over the walls of old, angry men. Like, they're all, like, in, no matter where he goes in the room, it's got that painting vibe where it feels like they're staring at you. Yeah. And so he's just sitting there, like, creeping out, and he's like, I don't really, he's like, I can't go back outside. He's like, this place sucks, but whatever. And so he goes into the corner and he tries to sleep and keep. they just keep staring at him. And eventually he gives up, pulls the coat over his head, and eventually cold and exhaustion forces him to sleep. And then he wakes up in the morning and the whole room is lit. And he's like, that's weird. And he looks around because there weren't, and uh, there are no paintings. It's all windows. Mm-hmm. So it's all him. No, all these men were standing outside the it building. Was Something windows. was outside the building watching it. It was all windows. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, that. that was good. I've heard that one is. That's pretty. A classic, yeah. It's it's pretty pretty I don't know if it's a classic or not, but I just remember it. But I love it. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I didn't see that coming. We got any? You got any spooky stories in your heart, Mallory? Anything you remember from our childhood? In my heart, no. Um, I guess I have to think about it. There was this one time your mother... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could tell you some scary stories about my life, but it's not really... Ooh, I got, a, I got a fun creepypasta here, real short and sweet. This is it, she thought. It's finally happening. Her arms wrapped around him. She had waited for this moment. It was finally here. She didn't want to mess it up. She looked longingly into his eyes. Sweat dripped from her body. This was her first time. She'd never killed anyone before. I had a feeling that was where yeah. that was going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you were right. That was good. <laughs> I, had a feeling I can follow up some yeah, two-sentence horror stories. Oh, yeah, that's fun. I like It's also a Netflix series. I've never watched it, though. Yeah, me neither. But, yeah, I've heard some good two-sentence horror stories. Hit me. Hit me with your best shot. That was a good one. There is a song from uh, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark that for some reason I've always remembered. Despite never knowing the tune. Please. Yeah. uh, God, can you hand it? Oh, I think it's called Baroon. But it's like, O'Leary is dead and O'Reilly don't know it. O'Reilly is dead and O'Leary don't know it. They both are dead in the very same bed. And neither one knows that the other one's dead. Barum. Barum. Nice. That's definitely not the tune that goes with it, but it is the one that plays in my head. That's a good one. 
All right. Well, as we've, uh, I think Mallory and Ace have fully checked out at this point. I'm uh, still here. Ace is dying of a heat stroke. I'm pretty warm and uncomfortable. Down. And Mallory's, Mallory's not, not making it worse. I'm not, not okay. making it better. Take your legs. Dude. I'm uncomfortable. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you are making me uncomfortable by thinking oh, you're This is turning into a horror story in this Christ. fucking room right now. Hey, hey this episode's going to end with me and Caleb maybe just murdering Mallory and Mallory. Get the fuck away from my chair. Zach, pick a number between 1 and 20. 69. What? Zach, pick a number between 1 and 20. I gotta list the 22 sentence horror stories. Okay. 1 and 20? 17. Oh, this is literally... Alright. I will never go to sleep, but I keep waking up. That's not scary. That's stupid. I don't know. 13. There's a a little bit of interpretation. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I, I never go to sleep, but I keep waking up. So know. they're just living in a nightmare? Seems like it. <laughs> Multiple levels of nightmare. Yeah. I begin tucking him into bed, and he tells me, Daddy, check for monsters under my bed. I look underneath for his amusement, and I see him, another him, under the bed, staring back at me, quivering and whispering, Daddy, there's someone in my bed. That's, cool. That's a good one. Uh, they really yeah. used a comma or a semicolon in there, huh? Yeah, they really abused the two-sentence <laughs> line there. I've heard a couple of variations of that guy before. That was pretty good, though. Uh, someone else, I think, um, Zach, you never said a number. What's your number? Uh, three. Three. Number three. Growing up with cats and dogs, I got used to the sounds of scratching my door while I slept. Now that I live alone, it's a lot more unsettling. <laughs> Twenty. Number 20, according to Asa. This, is, this one's short. There was a picture of my in my phone of me sleeping. I live alone. Number one. No, all right. We're going through all of these. Number two. Okay. Just... Number three. I woke up. We already did that one. I woke oh. up hearing a knock on glass. At first, I thought it was the window until I heard it coming from the mirror again. Nice. That was number one. I like that one. And number two, the last thing I saw was my alarm clock flashing 12.07 before she pushed her long, rotting nails through my chest, her other hand muffling my screams. I sat bolt, sat bolt upright. I'm relieved it was only a dream, but then as I, I saw my alarm clock read 12.06, I heard my closet door begin to creak open. Time to run. Gotta move. You got a 30-second head start this time. Once again, I feel like that was multiple sentences. Yeah, they sometimes these people don't seem like they're super faithful to the concept. Yeah, I still liked it. Was uh, I remember another creepy pasta? Uh, again, a little little rough, but it's this girl, and like she hears on the radio that like a serial killer has escaped from the insane asylum. You know, classic horror story stuff. Yeah. And, Michael uh, Myers action. Yeah, so she goes home and she's like. Uh, she's kind of freaked out, but she's sitting there with her dog. Like, she's got a yellow lab that sleeps at the foot of her bed. And she wakes up in the middle of the night in a panic and thinks she hears something. But she reaches down and, like, feels the dog lick her hand. And is like, okay, you know, if my dog had, like, if my dog had freaked out, there'd be someone there. So I'm fine. And she wakes up again later in the night, hearing another noise, but reaches down and the dog licks her hand. And she's like, okay, it's fine. And then finally... She wakes up in the morning and she sees her dog carved open up against the corner of the wall and on the wall written in blood it says humans can lick too. Why would the dead dogs first? 
It's just a creepy pasta. I, I, I also have. He's a, also had a dead dog. I also have a yeah, good one. Too. The dog also killed the guy in the end. I but I have a good one. I have I a good it. one. I called it. I, I think it's also a two-sentence horror story kind of. Number seven. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, are we done with that? Okay. We're done with that list. <laughs> it's, this is the most disorganized episode we've ever done, and I'm kind of having a lot of fun with it. It, it. I think it goes, I came home to my wife and child waiting for me in my living room, and I don't know what's more concerning. The fact that my dead wife and stillborn child were waiting for me, or the fact that someone had to dig them up and put them there. Uh. Damn, Daniel. Jeez, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I always liked yeah. that one. All right, I got some more questions. All right, more questions. Would you rather know the date of your death or the cause of your death? Ooh. Date. Uh, cause. Cause. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> because, no, so, because if you know... Uh, yeah, the, you know, actually, I think I'm going to switch. I'm with Caleb. I think I'm going to go day. If you know the cause, you're going to... Like, if, it, if your cause is literally... You're, you're, like, it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you know the day, you can just live your life however you want until that day. You can really live it up. Yeah, and yeah. I mean... People, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe the, like, to me, date is like... Oh my also, God, if I found out, like, if someone was like, what's the cause? Meat grinder. I'm going to be like... Oh, God. I'm that's gonna haunt me until gonna, that's gonna haunt me until I well, guess I get meat ground. One like <laughs> honestly, that wouldn't bother me. It's just, like someone just like car accident, and then I'm just what? Every time I get in my car, just have a panic attack. I mean, that's just real for some people, anyways. Yeah, yeah but just, not me. <laughs> it will be if I know my date exactly. I could just live my life how I want to be. People say it gives you like invulnerability because you could do whatever you want and not yeah. die, but I don't think that's necessarily that's, true. That's, yeah, maybe. Anyways. Okay, I have another one that really only applies to Asa and Caleb. Oh, God. If you were forced to kill your mother or your father, which one would you choose? I can't put this on air. <laughs> we can cut it, but I... Our mom it. listens to this. I'm taking them both out. That's not an option. Oh. Probably my mother. <laughs> okay, Caleb, Asa, was, he answered honestly. <laughs> I don't All know right. If anyone heard me, but it was kind of a whisper. But uh, I, I truly, if I, you only know which we only only one of your parents listens to this podcast. Don't let that cloud your. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We can cut it. Whatever. I'll I'll take the money. I'll get you want me to bleep it. <laughs> I'll take the oh my, money. Oh my God. He's like, what do I gain from killing mom? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Probably a bunch of sass from dad. <laughs> no, nah, dad guess... would give me a pat on the back. Be like, I thought you'd get there. Yeah, but you know he's still gonna. He'd probably still turn you in. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Which and brings also, me I mean... to my next question. Oh God, Jesus! If someone you loved committed a gruesome murder, would you help them cover it up? Eh, it depends on why. Yeah, the why for me is important. Yeah, there's a lot of... All right, yeah. assume... And how it, so gruesome. It's, like, is this right. actually... Possible? I'll set a scene. I'll set a scene. Like. I'll set the scene, because this is gruesome in my mind. It's cold blood. Oh, God. Okay, all right, hit me. Cold-blooded murder, and you are going to have to spend at least 24 hours bleaching one room in their house. <laughs> I love cleaning. No, I don't clean well as it is. I'm going to miss something when I'm... I'm, I'm we're getting caught anyways. I just put my fucking fingerprints and shit everywhere, you know? And I miss some. I'm going to say, you know what, for the, like, the for the murder, we're talking full-on, like, open rib cage, like, scarecrow to dude in the backyard. Oh, 
It's in a, you have to 24 hours bleaching a room in their house. Levels of carnage. All right. And you said it's in cold blood, but... In cold-blooded murder. So they just killed him to kill. You just killed him to just oh, see if they can do it. Oh, I'm not covering that up. I just told you the one. No, I think I'm going to go with the same answer you gave me when you ref- during the Wendigo episode. I'm probably just going to shoot you in the back of the head after saying, yeah, sure, I'll help. Bam. All right, well, that's two to cover up. All right. I do nothing. Asa and Caleb, turn him in. Mallory, I don't turn in because there's no chance that I'm going to get to the police in time if I don't help her. I was going to say, Zach is probably the only one in this room that I would, like, go to and be like, hey, bro, guess what? We're doing this. This isn't a question or a request. (laughs) I'm just filling you in on the You're the only one I'm going to be like, I have to say yes because I'm not going to be able to turn you in. Oh, and by the way, it's Ace. (laughs) Yeah, I figured. (laughs) No, no, no. I don't know. Who else would you kill? There's nobody in your life. I got that (laughs) time. You don't know that. You don't know everything about me. That's true. We come over and it's like, oh, yeah, it's Mallory's husband. What? (laughs) Mallory. You show up. I'm a housewife. Hold on. What's, What's the name of Ace's secret girlfriend? Sally. Sally. Right, we come, I come over and it's Sally. Like, she was real? <laughs> wild. If she... All right, I have another wild question. <laughs> I come over. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> it's Sally, Asa. Oh, and he's all, I don't know who she is, but don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> Can I at least get one in? <laughs> all right, if you were a necrophiliac. This is so dark. That <laughs> took a weird turn. If? If you were a necrophiliac. God damn <laughs> I don't know what that means. You have sex with corpses. Okay, yep. Which I did celebrity know that would you want to dig up? Oh, Wait, oh do, God. Do they, Halloween to, do they have to currently be dead, or can I wait for them to die? I think they have to currently you be dead. You need to be digging them up, Caleb. Well, Who's the can chicken, I wait for them to die and then the dig them up? That was my question. Alabama, the movie there that was kind of a chick flick. Reese oh. Witherspoon, She's the alive. very much alive woman. Oh, man, her. it's so hard not to You're going to kill her so that you can then... All right, this guy... You know, it was dark, got darker. I guess. I'm just kidding. Like, I'm trying saying. to run through dead actresses, and my brain isn't coming up with, like, a lot of them. Should I Monroe. That I was sh- my first thought, too. Yeah. The girl, that, or the lady that played Dorothy. Well, you gotta also lost. think of how long you're I would definitely die. go with Marilyn first on that yep. one. Not, I'm not a Judy Garland guy. You gotta go, you gotta assume how long they died and as a factor as well. I, I don't, actually. No. I haven't seen Reese for course, a while. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Betty White. Betty White, my God! Just to would. just to say that you bagged the queen, just, the, yeah, the greatest of all time. Uh, you're the queen, the queen of England. No, I'm good. I'd rather do Betty White than the queen. <laughs> I'd rather do Betty White than the if queen. If I had to hold those two up, like one of those weighs way higher in my head. Whitney Sorry Houston. if we've got British listeners. We got Whitney Houston. But I have a map of we everyone got, that uh, listens, and we don't have any British listeners. But Lisa Left Eye Lopez from TLC. The fuck does that mean? We got Aaliyah. Oh, yeah, I was thinking of Aaliyah. That was the other person that came to my head. I don't remember what she looks like. She's I guess... Real, look her up. She's pretty. Again, you know, at the end of the day, I guess Caleb's right, though. At this point, probably pretty much the same as Marilyn Monroe at this point. No, Google her. I'm talking about their skeletons, Mallory. They've been dead for over a decade. You I think they... don't know how well preserved they are. I don't think any preservation lasts quite that long. Asa? Princess Diana. They bury. Oh, they get man. buried in. Okay, the, that's a way bigger improvement over the queen. Yeah, nice. Yeah, job. this and is so dark. They're fucking preserved. Why are we doing this? They get buried in lead coffins. Oh my god. Um, this this went from the spooky episode to the pay. gross one. <laughs> the uh, queens, yeah. The. Uh, but yeah, definitely princess die over the queen. What yeah. are we doing? Absolutely. Selena. 
Oh my gosh, Selena! Yeah, hot Selena. I love her. This got so hot so weird. Hot Selena. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Next question. You're just kidding about her being hot or what? Well, no. She's good looking for sure. I was thinking Heath Ledger. Nice. But then I was also thinking Bruce Lee. And I, don't I just realized. From, I just realized I don't want to do any dead people ever. Oh, you just why, came to that I realization. I forgot what we were talking about. That's why it's an if. <laughs> I forgot how this started. If. What if I chose Abraham Lincoln? I, I mean, Abraham Lincoln. I got so distracted. <laughs> I forgot nice. What we were about. Do you like that, Caleb? Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank My you. gosh. Anyways, second question. Next question, please. I'm sorry, I got a little bit distracted. That was... I got super distracted. Oh I my god, so... this one is very dark. I'm here for it. Okay, Caleb. Yeah. You're on my level. Perfect. Okay, would you rather murder three innocent children or watch three of your loved ones die in front of you? Children. I'm sorry, I gotta let you guys go. <laughs> I'm not gonna murder people. You mean children? I guess that is the difference. It's either watching them die or becoming a murderer. Yeah, I don't want to be a murderer. That's, Sorry, guys. That's a good point. That's no one says I point. have to live with what I've done. Just yeah. that you guys get to live. It, that's a... F it's a fair point, but I guess I'm still going to stand by my answer. No, yeah, I mean, it's totally the fair <laughs> that option. That was a good answer, I assume Zach. if you were, like, if I had to... If you, you would tell me to just let you die. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which is always, you know, how the thing is. Mallory would be up there like, kill the children, Caleb, save me. <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. I like to think that I'd be like, Caleb, let me die. Save the children. But I don't know. Never been faced with the situation. Let me die. I'm going to just preempt this one. You don't really like kids. How so. young are children? How young are the children? It, it doesn't. But you know what? We're going to mix it up. We've got a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and an eight-year-old. Oh, that eight-year-old's going to be harder. Caleb's all taking Why? out. <laughs> Because a two-year-old and a four-year-old are, like, not going to know what's going on. They, they, barely, they barely knew that they were alive to begin with. That eight-year-old's like, this is, you know what, next question. You made it weirder by bringing that into it. You asked what age they were. And I didn't need a reference. Well, you got And anyways, because the, uh, the eight-year-old's going to be like, I got school tomorrow. Now we're going like, to get us out of here. Okay. I don't think you do. This one, isn't, nope, so this one I feel no, like it, this one's not as dark for sure. Okay. And I have my own thought already. If aliens came to Earth, would you want to welcome them or kill them? I mean, ideally welcome them. I'd but take I guess them. It really depends on them, I guess. Welcome them. I don't think there's any chance we're killing them. Oh, you never I know. Really, I really hope they murder most of it's us. It's one of those things where, like, you know, like everyone's like, yeah, you know, if they have the technology to fight us, you think they'd be able to. But, like, it's sort of, we sort of give it a foregone conclusion that anyone who's more technologically advanced than us is also more violent than us. But it's possible they develop space travel and not guns. I'm just, I think the question is, like, if they've come down and we're like, oh, oh yeah, you, like, we're killing all of you, I think they have the ability to be like, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, probably no. not. Yeah, like, and if they're here to kill us, it is going to be hard to kill them back. Yeah, and if we just decide we're going to kill them, even if they come. But that said, we do technically have, like, home field advantage numbers. and I guess it's been how many show up. Home field based on what we know. They've been out there for... Yeah, but I mean, I assume the fight's on Earth. You don't want to know what I always think. Is it, like, you know how we watch little ants walking through a little ant farm? I feel like they're just watching us walk through our little human farm. 
That's most of what people There's ask. There's a... Yeah. I know you don't listen to the... So they talk about this in another Creepypasta episode of another <gasps> show. And I, it's called... They're, they're just... They're, uh, they're, they're just meat. And it's essentially these two aliens talking about Earth. And they're like, but they're robots. And they're like, yeah. Like, it, saying that, like, implying every other alien civilization is all robots. And they're like, yeah, but they're like, they're meat. And he's like, so they... They can't talk. He's like, they're just. He's like, he's like, no. They figured out how to make sound by like, you know, doing all this stuff. And he's like, but they're meat. And he's like, yeah. And the whole thing is them like being so weirded out that we're organic beings and not like metal or like robots or anything. And then they were like, yeah, we're not gonna tell anyone we found this. They can just live here forever in the corner of the galaxy. This is too disgusting. Okay, guys. <laughs> I think I actually have something to finish this off since we're at an hour and a half. I have a question. All right. I, I've been. I found this a little while ago. I saved it in my phone. Okay. It's a little strange, but keep keep, keep up with me. So, <gasps> back to my previous question, Tom Petty. Oh, okay. Oh man, I can't believe that took you so long. She didn't keep with me for even a second. <laughs> sorry. I love that you keep with me. Back to my previous question. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. Humanity has lost its ability to die. Your brain will never stop functioning. You will always be conscious. Choose your fate. There are four options. Okay. And the first one, torn apart in the resource wars, your brain gets vaporized by an explosion. This does not stop it from functioning. It only functions coherently. Only functioning coherently. Confusion is the only thing you know. No one will ever bother you putting you back together. Coherent means not confusion. Uh, it stops. It doesn't stop it from functioning. Only functioning coherently. Oh, oh I see. I see. I gotcha. didn't, sorry, I didn't see your ear close. Okay, so permanent confusion in a bodyless state. But I don't know. Okay. Yeah, and no one ever puts you back together. Do I know that I'm confused though? So it's like having dementia. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I assume this you have like the worst. I assume you have like moments of clarity before it's so re- Alzheimer's dementia. Yeah. All yeah. right. This could be worse. I think it only gets worse from here. Okay. Uh, stuck in a different dimension. You bravely volunteer for an experiment meant to artificially transport you into an afterlife. The place you end up in can only be described as higher horror. You are deemed impossible to recover. You go to hell, essentially. Ew. Described as a higher horror. Maybe I really... Why would we choose that one? I don't know why you'd choose anything past the first one, but here are the options, Zach. Abandoned in virtual reality. This one might actually not be too bad. Mm. Shortly this after... This how you guys live your lives. Shortly after, you get a spot in the brain pods. The filtration systems get infected, and the simulation is corrupted. The facility is abandoned. The engineers do not even bother trying to fix the exponentially increasing time dilation glitch. Get intimate. Huh. So you're stuck in an abandoned reality with fluctuating time. Well, your perception of time keeps getting longer and longer, despite the fact that you experience like a thousand years in an hour. So, like, by the time you actually die of old age in the real world, your mind Except has you lived, die. like, 11 million... Why yeah, can't you, you die? Because you've lost your ability to die. That's brain, the whole point of this. Oh, well, I guess it depends on the virtual reality world. That one doesn't seem too bad. That sounds exhausting, though. It does sound exhausting, but right. you can go to sleep. And here's, here's the last one, the fourth option. Assimilated by the corpse father. Oh, I already don't like it. 1,000 years after people stop dying, an invincible insectoid creature emerged from the sea. It consumes people, adding their face to its body. The faces can only scream in horror and beg for help. They are assured that they met the worst fate. 
Yeah, I choose that. Yeah, like, obviously not that one. I'm all hate daddy. I mean, I guess I gotta go... Hey, assimilation corpse daddy. Put my face in you. I guess I gotta go with the eternal dream of being fucking vaporized. I would <laughs> yeah, be, I'm probably gonna go with the dementia one. Because it, it's like death. I'm gonna go with option A. I would be honored to have death my light. face on your body. <laughs> I do Damn. for... No, I want Ace's answer. What? Which answer do you want? Which fate are you choosing for yourself? Hmm. Number four. All right. I like Ace's answer. <laughs> going with Daddy. Caleb, yours? Uh, man, you know. I just forgot the other options, to be honest. So it's turned into a really long game of would you rather. <sighs> I'm just saying. It's not a judgment. You know, the problem is, like... Uh, 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 the real-life availability of having just dementia really makes the first one not okay with me. Like, I don't want to choose it, because that's just real life, and that sucks. So I think I'm going to go with abandoned in a virtual reality where my time is always fucked. All right. I mean, that could be all right. Well, that makes sense. I already have forever, so why does it matter that I experience forever slower? Yeah, that makes sense for you, Caleb. Thank you. I have one last question. This one was in the list of questions I was going to ask it, but then I got stuck on the necrophiliac one. God. How couldn't you? Okay, which Easily. serial killer do you find the most fascinating? Oh, shit. I was trying to think about it as I was reading it, and I was like, fuck. Oh, man, i got to go through all the ones I know of off the top of my head. Like, in, like, not, like, shit. Fascinating. A lot of them aren't particularly, like, fat. I guess... Like, Dahmer is because at least he was like doing something. Like he was trying to make zombies. They were sex save zombies, and that's not ideal. But it's more interesting than just like it was very I cut off their heads and fucked them. Yeah, basic he understanding also, of how like, to create a zombie. I mean, he hated killing. You know, he kind of didn't. He have, he had to get drunk to kill people, which he is fascinating in of itself. Yeah. yeah, both of them. Um, uh, but I mean, like all the others tend to just you know kill so they can jack off. At least he. Did some, he made it fun. He jazzed it up. Yeah. Who was mm. the one that would travel from, uh, was it Canada to the U.S.? Oh, oh Robert Pickton. No, he's talking about uh, Israel, or Israel, Israel Keys. Keys. Yep, he had all his like little stashes and shit. Man, what a psycho <laughs> son of a who's bitch. The, who's that little dude? Pee-wee Gaskins? Pee-wee Gaskins. Yeah. He's fascinating. I find Pee-wee Gaskins fascinating. No, I didn't. Mostly care. because of why, like, why he talks himself up so much is just interesting to me. Oh, just because he's his own hype man? He's his own hype man. To Just to be in a room with that man and listen to the shit he'll spout about himself would be fucking wild. That's the fine truth. Either, I think I'd either choose, <laughs> if I, like, had to be in a room with one, I'd choose Pee Wee Gaskins or who's, God, what is his name? Ed Kemper. No. I need something slightly more. The guy... He apparently did audiobooks. He did. Uh, he still does, does he? The not? guy who... Eddie? Basically was in and out of jail, worked like a workhorse, strong as... Oh, oh shit. Uh, Carl Panzram. Carl yeah, Panzram. I agree with Yeah, that dude could write. That dude was like, I don't want to That is a funny. fascinating man. I don't, I don't All know. All right, so... Did uh, someone put you in the eye at work, Caleb? We're about an hour and a half. We want to... We got Anyone got any fun, fun bits? Uh, I already said that I had a good thing I thought I would finish it yeah. out. 
Zach, I've done everything I can think of. I've got That's nothing. fair. I'm just checking. I didn't... Yeah, there was no hard end to this episode that we had in mind, so... I, it's I, not I, like we reached the end of the book, the end of the creepy pasta internet. So, uh... I've had a very good time, but I would like to get out of this. This room is a, its own form of hell at this it's point. It's like a fucking like so oven in here. It's so hot. I'm been uncomfortable. All right, so time. as I uh, as I thanks for joining us, everybody. This has been Books with Bastards, in which we lightly talked about one book and then completely abandoned it less than halfway through. It's the Halloween, fuckers. <laughs> I hope that at least some of this was spooky and that the rest of this was funny. All right, so uh, what are your last words before Jason Voorhees comes out of the wall and kills you? Your mother sucks cocks in hell. (laughs) Asa? Oh, no. Caleb? Oh, wait, that was before he came out of the I mean, yeah, I like the idea that, like, this is the stupid thing you say before. Oh! I went with, uh... I thought it was before he killed me. (laughs) I mean, he is about to kill you, you just don't know it. Oh, can we start over then? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, I'm having fun. So I don't even know he's there? Nope. What's the stupid horror movie thing that you say right before you just get fucking macheted in the back of the head? I gotta unbutton my pants. All right, Mallory's dropping trow. No, I just unbutton them because I get bloated at the end of the night. <laughs> oh, you just ate dinner. Yeah. And you need a little extra rib. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be saying, damn, I look good in this dress. Okay. <laughs> Ace is just in a back room putting on Mallory's clothes. <laughs> he wishes he could put on my clothes. Yeah. But then again, I am unbuttoning my pants, so. My last words are going to be, all right. Are you sure it's okay, Sally? Asa won't find out? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we both get speared together. I, I'm trying to think of something, and all I've got is like, man, you know what's weird? I feel like a human candy bar right now. Fuck yes! <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. It's Halloween, fuckers.